0: This meeting on the go podcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. Hi. Nancy, century meeting. Let's see. So, is it tw- it's tw- 20 to 25? 20, 20, oh, it's longer. Yeah. yeah. It's up to you. Oh. How about um, 10 at 10 and then at 20. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. I have a loud laugh. Hi. I'm Nancy, I'm a compulsive overeater Hi, Hi, And um, it's really nice to see some familiar faces And um, my apologies because I just spoke, I don't know, a Sunday or two ago at this other meeting And I see some people here tonight who are there And um, I'm still me, I'm sorry, not a lot has happened in the past week that <laughs> um, I can share um, I lost 100 pounds no. um, <laughs> Let's see, so what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, also, just welcome to the newcomers, and um, this program works, and it's, it's pretty amazing, and we're all miracles just to be sitting here right now, no matter what, we're just, we're all miracles. So, I did bring pictures a span of a lifetime. Um, so, let's see, and when you see the pictures, you'll see, you know, shocking, but... You know, I start off a little chubby and then I get big and then I get small and then I get bigger and then I get smaller and then I get bigger and you get the idea. So, um, lifelong food addiction. Um, let's see. So, what it was like, what happened, and what's like now. A lot of really bad things happened when I was little. And uh, I found solace in food very early because it, because it would numb everything out. Um, I mean, I know there are people in these rooms who've had relatively happy, even, childhoods um, who still use food. And so in no way, shape, or form do I blame any of the events for my being a compulsive overeater. Um, I, I have an addictive personality And I want more Like if something tastes good or feels good You know, for the most part I just want more And then there are things that, no So, um Yeah, so my my dad died when I was three My, um My mother, uh Became psychotic Uh, after she alienated all the relatives So it was just me and her And my sister And we we, um Ganged up on my sister, um, so it was it was a really sick, sick situation. And the only thing that kept me going um, was the food and doing really well in school and um, the future. It's always the future, you know. Oh, when I'm thin, this will happen. When I leave home, this will happen. When I get to college, this will happen. And then it'll all be easy. <laughs> you know, I still haven't found that um, place yet. Um, I I am now believe that it, it um, you know, you can make a hell out of heaven or a heaven out of hell, and uh, as long as I'm not in the food, it's heaven at this point, because I'm a grown-up and I'm not a victim anymore. So, let's see, so, you know, I, I, um, I'm I, almost 5'4", I lost a lot of weight the summer before college, I was down to one twenty 120, I think. Uh, Yeah, of course, I remember. It was 120. (laughs) uh, You know, know, because my mother told me that uh, the only way men would love me would be if I was thin. So, um... So, went to college not too far away from home, unfortunately. Uh, Well, no, I'm really happy about where I went, but, um... You know, the freshman 15... Okay, freshman 60, so, like, you'll see (laughs) in there, there's, like, um okay I'm old so like freshman year was 1980 and I'm like 120. Oh, I'm happy. And then a year later I was I was 180, right? Because if I have any feelings, if <coughs> when I have any feelings, there has to be food there. Um without this program. And there was just I just always remember this hole in me that I could just never fill. And I would, I would, I would... um, I hated myself. I would carry food around with me. I would buy two or three of everything, um, including, like, shampoos. Like, I was never felt safe enough only buying one of something. Or only eating one. Like, who eats one bagel? I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, And uh, just like candy. And, um... For me. And so... There was a lot I didn't learn growing up. A lot. I I didn't really learn. I learned how to scream. I learned how to do well in school. Um, I learned how to run into my room and slam the door. I learned to be afraid of people. I learned that people die overnight and you never see them again. And that um, uh, my, my mom was paranoid, so I was learning that everyone was trying to kill me. So that's a lot. And, um, and I used food. And my mother counted stuff because she thought... Well, okay, not to get into too much detail, but I have 25 minutes. Um, my mother thought that... I mean, it's very sad, but my mom thought that people would come in the house to, like, steal little things to make her crazy. So uh, she counted everything, like the bread, like the bread in the freezer... The bread in the freezer that I would run to and eat half a loaf of, and she would say that people were coming in and, and taking the bread, and I would say no, I ate the bread, and she said no human being could eat that much bread. Thank you very much. So, um, it was bad, and I was and I was a victim, and uh, I just I had no spiritual being persona, uh, because I thought, if this kind, if this if this is what the world is like, then there is no God, and there's there's nothing, there's just the future the hopeful future, um you know, that that's changed a lot um, since coming, well 180 degrees since coming to these rooms um, and I actually didn't even have a problem with it being a spiritual program, I thought I would freak out with all the God, but, um I, I had nothing like when I came in these rooms I was like I was just so desperate um, that people could tell me anything and you know um, what I did here was was you know magic um, music to my ears so um let's see so i once uh, I once went to o a uh, after college I moved to New York and uh I went to an OA meeting, and, you know, I thought everyone was crazy, and I didn't have a problem like that. I was just overweight, and, um, I had to, I had to get up over, uh, the latest, the la well, before my relapse, before I came to these rooms, let's say, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure my top weight was 230, and I'm, like I said, I'm just under 5'4", and, um, from the time I was a kid, I wanted to be dead, and I never tried to kill myself, but I just wanted to be dead. And it didn't help to be taunted, and not have clothes fit, and hate to go shopping, and and hate my physical body, and not think that there was anything, you know, anything uh, bigger than me, as it were. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that. So and I did exercise, but I was never. Um, there's a lot of different ways to be sick and my personal way to be sick was to um, compulsively overeat. And you know I remember when I was in New York uh, having, you know it's my usual to have two pints of Ben and jerry's and then pass out kind of like take a hot shower and then just pass out. And um, it was really sad. It's just it's really sad to be in the food and it's really my experience is that it's really violent and um, really mean. And uh, it's a really hopeless place. So I recommend... Personally, I found that, you know, working this program... It was the first time that I ever saw that um, there really was a hole and it really could be filled up with something that wasn't food, that, that didn't have to be an, an addiction. So... Um, when I came here, um, this was my first meeting. This you see my home meeting um, for like eight years, and um, <coughs> and um, <coughs> excuse me, and um, I came to the the newcomers meeting. Oh, and I did therapy forever, and I've been on meds for a really long time. And I mean, I, I do have a lot of psychological issues, but those are separate from my addiction because, um, you know, whether I am want to be dead or not, food is there. So anyway, so I came to these rooms, I came to the newcomer meeting, and um, somebody in the meeting talked about taking food out of the garbage, and I was like, I am home. I'm home. <laughs> because that was my, you know, one of those deep, dark secrets, you know, in, in um, you know, I remember even freshman year, I mean, I'd always rationalize, oh, well, it was in a pink box. So that's, yeah, Ten. So uh, it's in a pink box, so even though it's in the garbage, it's not dirty. I can't really, you know, and nobody'll know. And you know, my my <coughs> freshman year roommate used to get all kinds of stuff made for her by her grandma and sent. And my she'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's a little stale. <laughs> throw it away." I'd be like <laughs> and um, you know, as soon as she'd go to the library, I'd lock the door, fish it out, and then of course I'd have to take the garbage out. To the outside so just in case she ever looked in that box to, and saw that it was gone she couldn't you know and um, summers and holidays I, I stayed on campus because my mom you know was so sick and um, there was a lot of eating then it, just a lot of loneliness I just remember so much loneliness um, regardless of whether or not I was with people and, and I often wasn't with people So, um, let's see, let's see, um, and it's funny because, you know, I would, um, I remember a therapist saying to me, well, what are you, you know, when you reach in that, when you open that fridge door and you reach in and eat something, what are you thinking? I'm like... (laughs) I'm not thinking. Like, the whole point is to not think. The whole point is to not think. And uh, in these rooms, everyone's, like, nodding their head. Like, yeah. And so, uh, let's see. So I came in. I was extremely lucky. I met my sponsor my first night. Um, And I always say how, you know, I... uh, For two months, I was calling her, and she was waiting for me to ask her to be my sponsor, and I was waiting for her to offer. And basically... (laughs) You gotta ask You gotta ask because that shows That it's something I want It's not something somebody else is gonna offer And, and I've actually tried offering a couple times It really doesn't work it, 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 In my experience it, it hasn't worked so much As having somebody ask um, And it can be scary and sometimes You have to, have to ask 20 different people But if you go to enough meetings I found if you go to enough meetings and listen to mm-hmm. enough people You're gonna find someone With something that resonates And somebody who has something that you want and um, you know, um, she had her calling me every day. Different sponsors are different. Um, I, I can't, I can't really handle getting phone calls every day. Um, uh, but I, it, I, when I started, I definitely could make phone calls every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the phone has always been the hardest thing for me. Like the mm-hmm. meetings, I find are, are pretty easy. Well, well. I wouldn't go that far. Let's see. I would say the meetings. <laughs> I usually try to always have a service position, even if it's just setting up the chairs, because that way I know I have to go to a meeting. And and my minimum is three three always a week, no matter if I'm in other programs or not, which um, I dabble in some others. And um, yeah, so... Sponsor, food plan. I've seen a nutritionist. Um, That really helped. She was really familiar with um, 12-step stuff. And uh, a number of uh, people in programs see her. And she never asked me what I was thinking when I opened the refrigerator (laughs) door. (laughs) And um, let's see. You know, and in the beginning, basically for me... there were things I let go of. I haven't had alcohol in 11 years. And I was never... I never considered myself an alcoholic. I just knew that, that alcohol would make it easier for me to talk to people because I tended to, you know, be afraid of other people. Um, but I can say even when I relapsed uh, two years ago, I did not touch alcohol. I was too afraid of having my mind spinning that much. Um oh. Basically, I do I do not believe that everyone has to relapse, and I know plenty of people who've been in these rooms for a really long time um, without getting back in the food. Uh, for me, personally, you know, my first three years in program, I lost all my weight, um, which means I was like down to I think like 140. My scale's 10 pounds off, so I never really know what I was. Now I is I now I know. Um, right now, I'm five. Three and a half, and I weigh one fifty-three, and I'm a size ten. And uh, you know, last time the when I had lost all my weight in program, I was a size eight, so I must have been something like one forty or something. Um, anyway, ideally, I would be you know one twenty, but <laughs> yeah, we're talking reality here, and um, and I need to make sure i I can I have a food plan that I can maintain. And that I can keep. So, yeah. So, my first three years, I lost the weight. I didn't leave San Francisco. I was terrified to leave the city, even for vacation. Uh, Then I met uh, my husband in these rooms. And, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area. I'd never been to Mexico, never been to Hawaii. So, you know, um, that was a big deal, even just being in a relationship for me that lasted more than four months. Um, We've we've, uh, been together eight years. Um. But that's a whole other story with a whole nother program, <laughs> and um, let's see, and uh, really opened my world. And uh, I did, as as you know, maybe a person might notice in the pictures. I slowly did gain some weight when I he's a chef, and I slowly did gain some weight. And I felt like I was a liar in these rooms because I was I said I was abstinent, but then I was gaining some weight. I've I've heard a couple people. Um, have that experience, so I just want to put that out there. Um, the meds really helped me hear the message in these rooms, um, as did the therapy. You know, I love how they say in the big book to get professional help if, you know, it, 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 it um, if, if you feel you need to. Um, I've made much use of that. And uh, yeah, so that big old hole, uh, higher power. I mean, you know, believe me. <laughs> um, you know, 15 years ago, I, I would never have... I... I yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, the first step, though, you know, the first step is I'm powerless and My life's become manageable. I love how the steps are in order. Because once I work that first step acknowledge that yes I am powerless over food Um, just so happens I happen to also be powerless over people places and things Um, then I'm ready to take anything on like if there's you know and so then there's step two and then there's you know and then there's step three and so I guess what I'm saying is even if I say higher power in my share or even if you hear God or if that's upsetting to you or anything um, you know Food plans are are have many similarities across people. I bet there'd be a lot of similarities in this room, and yet there are differences. Some people only have three meals. Some people have three meals and a snack. I when I started had three meals and two snacks, because um, I couldn't imagine eating dinner and then eventually going to bed and not dying before breakfast. <laughs> um, now I have three meals and a snack. Um, um, my four o'clock non-fat latte. And, uh, but, um, what was my point? My point was, my experience has been, if I go to enough meetings, I listen to enough people, I read the literature, you know, I use the tools, but really I feel like the steps are the backbone of the program, and um, if I'm working the steps, and I've been delaying, I've been really uh, procrastinating on my fourth step, I have to admit. Um. This is like my fifth four step, and uh, there's a lot of stuff in it, you know. That's uh, hard for me to sit down and write. Um. So I keep kind of meetings, and I keep talking about it, and I keep asking for the willingness to write, and you know, um, I keep talking to my sponsor, um. And I, yeah, I just I can't do this alone. Um, I, I can't do this alone. So um, when I relapsed, basically uh, I relapsed because I'm a compulsive overeater. You know, nobody out there. No matter how shitty my growing up time was, no matter how you know awful I think certain people are or not. Like nobody is putting that food in my mouth but me. There is nobody I can blame for my compulsive overeating. Um, it's sad But uh, I want to blame people I want to blame situations But I'm the one doing it I'm the one putting the food in my mouth And uh, so So when I relapsed um, there, were, there were a number of things going on um, In 10 weeks I gained 40 pounds That is a lot of violent eating that is a lot of secret eating, eating in my car. <coughs> Five minutes? E- wow, this is nice, having all this time. <laughs> Does the meeting last longer for people to share? No. Oh. oh. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> well, maybe I'll just kind of tie up, because um, I, I love hearing from people. Just, um, it was horrible, my relapse, but it really... I had to keep buying bigger and bigger clothes. Um it was it was really violent, and I was really unhappy and I kept coming to meetings and I kept talking to my sponsor and um and now it's a year and a half later and um i'm sane um, i've let go of i can't do the math I've let go of about sixty pounds in the past year and a half and um and I am splitting up with my husband without eating over it. And that is a whole big deal. Um, and that is, you know, um, another program. And uh, I need to do what's going to keep me clean with the food. I need to do... I need to put on my oxygen before I can put on anybody else's. And... Um, It's terribly sad And incredibly painful And a shitty way to start the new year In many ways Um, But I am not in the food You know And I knew I was coming tonight My head might go there My head might say Oh this or oh that But um, That spinning I, I don't want spinning Like life is hard enough without my head spinning And my head was spinning for those 10 weeks, believe you me. Um, Anyway, so here I am. I'm really glad to be here. You know, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I love you all. And um, that's really not something that's easy for me to say. And uh, I just have incredible gratitude. And I would just say... In my experience just I just keep coming back no matter what. If that's the only thing I can do, I just keep coming back. So anyway, thanks.